0: Welcome to It Is What It Is, the podcast, with me, Danielle Bridge. On our show, we catch up with guests to talk about all sorts of things, including our job, mental health, relationships, and basically everything that we humans experience as we navigate through life. Matt Giggs and I today discuss positivity and life choices. Matt is a fantastic example of how to take responsibility over your mindset and uses his experience to encourage others to take charge of their lives and push forward to a better future. Good morning and welcome to another episode of It Is What It Is, the podcast with me, Danielle Bridge. And today I have a wonderful guest, Matt, who is the founder of The Gigs Group. And he's just mentioned that he also does a lot of other things. So Matt, what other stuff do you (laughs) do? Well, I
1: think I'm kind of like using up my Facebook like credits you know when you invite friends to like a new thing yeah. just put centre stage live entertainment out there because music's a big passion or well, live actually anything live is is passion for me it's the thing that lights me up and then I've got the side hustle which again is another passion project which is about helping kids to understand their strengths and talents mainly kids but actually it's moving into adults as well because so many of us Leave our talents and gifts at school. Absolutely. And then leave to do a job, get a mortgage, and then spend our life saying we don't like what we do. Oh yes.
0: <laughs> How popular <laughs> is that narrative, right? <laughs> How many of us do the job? I know. I'm, I know that you and I are probably the same in the sense that we both found something that we yeah. love doing in our jobs. And it's never. It doesn't feel like a job. It's stressful. But it doesn't yeah. feel like a job, right? So yeah. yeah, you're you're bang on. So thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. I wanted That's to talk important. to you about something very specific because. What you put out into the world on your social media and in your communication with us, the public, if you like, is this air of positivity. And I find it fascinating. And I find it fascinating because it's so powerful. So were you always that positive, Matt? How did Um, you become to be who you are today?
1: Big question. Yeah, big question. Probably not. If I'm honest, growing up, I grew up with a, a loving family, but a mum who's... Like a Champions League warrior, you know. Not warrior. She is a warrior as well, by the way. But a warrior, she's, a, yes. she's a warrior, yeah. and she's an amazing person. But she, um, you know, I, I did learn a lot from my parents in terms of perhaps, you know, my, my dad's got a big heart, but he's not a great communicator in a in a sense where there's challenges, so he can, you know bares his head a little bit, and I, and I learned a lot of those habits from my parents, which were, you know, used to worry about doing things like grades, exams, football matches, I, I sometimes worry about stuff, but they gave me so much love, so I would never, never criticise them for that. When we lost my brother, he was 21, I was 19, um, I spent years after that kind of going into a place where I felt very, very sorry for myself, or very sorry mm. for us, and I spent many years worrying about why did it happen to us, that kind of stuff, and I, and I think I kept playing over this story, why us, why me, and, and it kind of hit me a few years later, and probably quite a few years later, It's probably almost like a decade of just spending time working really hard on a job that I really enjoyed, which I was kind of really glad I got into, but actually out of work, really doing a lot of unhealthy things. Right? Mm. You know, I lived a really unhealthy lifestyle, um, so if you imagine, right, you got a, a a young man, if you like, he's lost his brother, two years old than him very sudden, and um angry, I think probably was the word aren't you so I was definitely not positive. Mm. I was more angry, frustrated um and I didn't realize at that time i just I really felt that life just happens to you right you get you I was lucky to get the job. Actually, my mum sent me down there that day to go and get it, so that you know there's some deliberate things going on. My brother died. That happened. You kind of. Th- I got into this program thinking, "What's next?" You know, it's always me. That kind of mindset. So, I think the, the turning point for me was just one or two people around me that started to talk to me about just keeping fit. That was kind of where it all started, and I started to keep get fitter because I played football up until I was like like nineteen twenty. So I was quite fit, if you like, and I, a lot of that got lost in my doom and gloom, mm. and, um, you know, I, I, f- I really did feel that positivity was nothing, I could I don't think back then you would have said, oh, he's really positive, I was definitely one of the lads, mm. I was one of the crowd, I kept everybody happy, but I was the one that sat there most Sundays, miserable as sin on me own. I've done that this weekend, yeah. you know, and it took a lot to kind of come out of that place, I was like nearly 17 stone, I was feeling really lethargic, just thought that was my age, and getting to a place where... I didn't ever think I was gonna meet anyone. You know, really bit of a miserable mm. old git, in my own little world. Mm. Everybody got to see that. You know, then I started to, to, to look after myself a little bit. I started to get a bit fitter. And, and I met my wife, and I think that was a big turning point for me. She, um, she kept herself fit, and, and um, you know, next thing you know, I think good habits rubbed off onto yeah. me. And, and then, I was in her car once, and uh, I had to go and collect it the next day because we left it at the pub that we were at. <laughs> Good. And, uh, and it was a little car, and I squeezed myself into it. And on there was a Tony Robbins CD. And this guy's voice, big American. I, I actually thought, what a jerk.
0: <laughs> the great Mr. Robbins. Yeah, yeah. I, that was my
1: mindset. Yeah, I, absolutely. I thought his voice was a bit intimidating, powerful. And then I started listening a bit more and thought, He's talking to me. That's that. That's me. He's talking about. And um, I'd never discovered personal development, so this is like sixteen years ago, seventeen years ago, something like that. And um, so I drove a long way home because I thought I want to listen to more of this. You know, for the first couple of minutes I'm judging, look, American. Who do yeah. you think he is? Five minutes in, I'm thinking. Well, sounds like me. Half an hour in. I'm thinking, so life's in my hands. So that was a big big turning point. To the point where you start to think, well, that made me feel good. So maybe instead of listening to the radio, I'll listen to things that are gonna be lessons, learnings, experiences. So i start to listen to various influences, Jack Canfield, these kind of people, Tony Robbins, a lot of, probably more in the sales arena influences, if you like, because that was my my career. But what it did, and you narrow it all back down, it comes back down to very similar things. You know, there's loads of different people, but actually when you really cut it all down, it comes back down to how you think. And that actually you are in control. And life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. And it's up to you how you want your life to turn out. And that was empowering. It made me realise that there's more to life out there than just being in a career, being told what to do. That was doing it very well. I was being controlled by my environments, whether they were friends that meant well, you know, getting into unhealthy situations in and out of work, and um, but deep down I knew they weren't the things that I I felt good about, so they weren't in line with my values, and I know that now, looking back twenty years, <laughs> hindsight, do you know what I mean? hindsight's yeah, yeah. a wonderful thing, but your intuition's such a powerful force, and that truest set of intuition is, is is the gift, you know, and that's the thing that you should listen to. But I, so I started to really connect with this. This kind of um, theory about you are in control and you can do the things that you want to do and achieve. And i would never stressed myself. i never really dreamed of things or wanted to be anyone in particular or do anything in particular. But I then um, had the pleasure of going with Mel's work, and she was working in a company called Action Coach, business coaching.
0: I know Action Coach. Big up, Steve. By the way, there you yeah, go. Listening. There you go,
1: and. Um, <laughs> Her kind of mentor was Brad Sugars who's the guy who started the thing and I got to meet him when we were in LA and there was loads of their coaches there and and I described it like a cult. (laughs) Because my mindset was very much oh look at all of them look at these clones you know. But inwardly it connected. Outwardly my story was to fight against Mm. positivity. So you asked me a question I've rambled on for 10 minutes but I wasn't positive yeah. in the, an external fashion. Internally, my deep-rooted beliefs were positive. But externally, I was a, I was a victim. Mm. I was a product of what I'd been through. And actually, what I'd been through, when you reverse the situation of losing someone close to you, and you use it for fuel. I've helped many people now who have lost people close to because of what I've been through. Mm. And I've actually... You know, it's not bigging myself up here, but you raise money, you do things that make you feel good in another sense, things that things that I would have never done or connected with mm. because of what happened. So I think when I got into this, break, I started to throw myself in. So I've been on this event. I, really, I came back with CDs, bought everything, <laughs> got back, started playing it to my team. And I had like a team of 60, 70 people, and I had my managers, and we were working on this stuff, and it was working our area became the number one area in the whole country within like two years and we were smashing it out of the park because we had fun, we were focused, we knew what we wanted, we knew how to do it and it was just just like, it was so outside of what the culture was teaching us Mm -hmm. because it was very much tapes, listen to these tapes, listen to how you can manipulate someone and so on and so forth. Actually, this was real stuff. This was about getting people to believe in themselves, helping people to understand others and focus on needs and, and so on and so forth. And actually, it taught me so many lessons. It helped me to teach so many people. In fact, last Friday, I was out with somebody who was part of my team back then, and he said, you never know what an impact you had on my life. Wow. we were in Friday night in a pub in Common Garden, crying on each other's <laughs> shoulders. Probably had something to do with the Guinness. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, and needed the, and the, the needed space. Yeah. But it was... And I don't, you know, it's like, flipping out, right? I didn't know you, you know you felt that way. He's like, yeah, honestly, it changed my life. And you're like, so listening to that CD, that moment, picking up Mel's cars for a reason, yeah, yeah. it started me to change the way I thought. And that's a step. A lot of people think, oh, look at Matt and he talks all this, he does all of that. This has been like 17 years in making. Yeah. So if you work out this 365 days a year, I would say most days over that 17-year period, I've listened to someone of a positive influence. Mm-hmm. I've gradually, over the last 10 or 12 years, turned off things like the news. I've now, in the last two years, turned off of people that I I see who just aren't healthy for me in my mm-hmm. mind. So that could be news channels, di- different situations, maybe people I know, in and in, in an indirect way, people that I do care about, but I just... It just, I think you know when there's a disconnect. Yeah, you just got to go with what your intuition's telling you. And but that's that takes confidence. Think? I think yeah. that confidence of of understanding
0: you entirely, yourself yeah. entirely, focusing on yourself, like you talked about personal development, mm. understanding what you need in order to progress in your life in every which way, takes time and effort. And sometimes, I think that does mean being very, what's the word, picky. With who you have and who you surround yourself with. Because not a lot of people, you know, the work I do is about empowering and enlightening people to a a different perspective. But if you haven't done that work, it's hard. And like you mentioned earlier about seeing it as a negative because it takes effort. Seeing it as a negative because it's unknown. It's that unsafe space. Even though
1: if If you 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 take the step. Yeah, and if you go into yourself rather than outside of yourself because you want to be playing the safe game mm. within your comfort zone, which means you go along with the majority and the masses, which is why people watch the news. You know, People watch the news because it makes them feel better, because it's bad news, and it's not happening to me, yeah. you know, in, in a horrible way, I, you know, because those people aren't going out there to try and save the world, are they? So yeah. <laughs> they're watching it for a reason, I mean, you're watching some atrocities. Why are you watching? You can't do anything about it. You can't control Go and do something that you can yeah. control and can influence and can help. But I think for me, it's steps. There's a friend of mine who's probably one of the most talented artists. I bought a picture off of him 25 years ago. He's a good friend of mine. He lost his dad recently. His dad said to him, I and mean, he's been working and moaning for 25 years solid about his job and that he wants to do his art and he does art occasionally and he gets commissioned to do work for people. This guy's self-belief is right rock bottom. He's been looking after his dad for a couple of years. His dad passes away. Just before his dad passes away his dad says to him, you know, he said to him, John, you should should do more with your art. He goes, well, who am I going to show it off to? He goes, you need to show it off to the world. Wow. and um, so I got that as a quote put it on his picture that he'd done for me like I got a print, gave it to him and he's got uh, uh, some space above Gilbert's now, he's got his art studio set up and I know if he if he just takes steps don't focus on it being your job yet John just take a step, to, you have took a step right, what's the next step yeah. and I think small steps in the right direction it's an easier way of coming through um the feelings of helplessness and overwhelm and, overwhelm. Mm-hmm. and um, you know i i still get overwhelmed i've just been speaking to somebody a good friend of mine who's got a very very fast growing business with 50 staff and in his words he said sometimes i just feel oh, i just want to pack it up
0: yeah oh but do you know i'm so. Right, i just want to stop this i'm a chief executive of my own business matt you are a founder and chief executive of your own your friend is exactly the same if you are listening to this and own a business founded a business Director of Business, and you haven't felt the same way (laughs) at numerous times in your journey, I'd be very shocked. I think that that is a very natural and normal reaction sometimes to a lot of responsibility, right? I think the
1: moment he said that to me, at least he he admitted admitted it. it, mm. And I think that was a good thing for him. And I said, what's the one thing that really troubles you the most in business? And he said, stuff. And it is. It's the thing that's kept me awake at night over Mm. the years. It's, It's people. Because you genuinely want to help people and you care for people and sometimes because of their lives and their mindsets and where they are, and it's nothing personal, mm. they choose to behave in a way that's not congruent to what the business needs from yeah, them, right? Yeah, yeah. And that means there's an awkward place which is, are you going to come with us on this direction because this is what we believe in or if you stay over here it's probably not going to work out. Yeah. And it, and, it, and I said to him, you know, the last two years have been my hardest two years but probably my best two years in business because... I've had to face some really weird situations, which I'm happy to to kind of go through, but when you've got people that you genuinely care about and you know that they're not in in alignment with what you believe in in terms of how you wanna grow your business through a certain set of core values, which you know are fundamental to helping you attract clients, people, that share the same ways of working and communicating, if you've got people that aren't on that bus, <laughs> they have to get off. Yes,
0: and it's your bus. And, and it I is your, <laughs> bus. It's your bus. And your bus is made up of culture. Culture in organisations yeah, is key. It is. when we are employing people for our businesses, they have to join the culture and the values and the mission yeah. and the vision and all of those way. things because that's what. But the made bit it. that
1: most people struggle with, and this is I was talking to a young lady. Her dad's been in his own business for forty odd years. And he's working as many hours now as he did back then because when it comes to holding people accountable to those standards, mm. most people struggle. Yep, yeah. they, they lose the 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 confidence to have those conversations, and I that, was no different. Right mm-hmm. up until two years ago, I just went along with certain behaviours that I knew were happening, knew were going on, that just didn't feel right for me, not in what I, I didn't set this business up so it looked like this, so what am I doing, right? Pandemic kicks in, let's make some moves, you know, Mm -hmm. this is the time to kind of stand your ground and almost start again, and I said, well, you know, we're two years away from being 10 years in business. If I can get to this culture in two years, I'd be really happy. And that culture is full of people that want to grow, learn. They come in with a great energy, They understand that they are responsible. So they aren't coming in to blame other people, to talk about other people, to take swipes and digs and to constantly challenge growth. And by the way, those people are cool in my world. They're just not cool in a company where I'm paying them a salary to Mm, do that. mm, mm. That's the difference. And it's the same in, in, in anything. You've got to kind of, in your friendship circles, you've got to go, you know, do you ever feel an energy with people, Daniel? You know um, when you mention a name or you see them on a post and you just, an an energy, it's either a a good energy or a not so good energy, right? You need to trust that. You've got to trust that thing. Because I think over the years, I've known a lot of what I've needed to do and chose not to do it, chose not to have the courage to do it. Because I wanted to protect how other people felt. Yes. But as I was doing that, my own feelings were declining. My own beliefs. I was challenging. I was starting to think, is this what it's all about? You know, I'm feeling unfulfilled. You know, I'm putting more time into people that are needy and less time into my wife and my kids. Hang on a minute. I'm meeting people at seven thirty-eight in the morning, trying to pull them up and help them to go on their way. Yet. I could have done the school run this morning mm. but I didn't because I put them first and then I then it dawned on me I've got to put myself first and the moment I put my, started to put myself first that was like so what decisions do I need to make what healthy choices do I need to make and healthy choices are courageous normally yeah tell them about it take your yeah. balls right yeah. they're like well you're going to have to move through with a with a with a situation that's not right it's one of the first ones Joanne and I who got on really well and the business that we had we decided that at the start of lockdown it wasn't right for her and it wasn't right for me we were doing really well but the future we weren't going in the same direction, direction yeah. Yeah. actually it was a really good conversation because she's happier now and so am I you know she's got control and so am I and I think sometimes you've got to make those decisions but it took courage there's no doubt about it and it took probably um, a lot of self-awareness and a lot of good advice from people that I trust to help me to get to
0: that place you're listening to it is what it is the podcast we hope you're enjoying this episode as we strive to bring you interesting conversations about the things that really matter if you'd like to hear more please subscribe but for now let's get back to that conversation Thank you so much for that. It's 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 amazing, and I almost feel bad asking this next question because you've made it very clear that it isn't all about this next step. So I look at quite a lot of things sometimes, and I feel how can somebody feel like that all the time? How is it that that person is almost kind of brushing past those feelings of of adequate and appropriate? Negativity. So I'll give you an example. So I run a physical and mental health first day training company. And I remember scrolling through something on Instagram. And it's something I talk about when I teach. But it was about depression. And it Mm. talked about... It was a post that said, when I'm depressed, I put my music on and I dance around my house. Because it helps me with my depression. And I found it really toxic. And the reason I found it toxic is because people might might know or, or might not know but if you are if you have depression yeah. getting out of your bed and brushing your teeth in the morning hard is work. hard work yeah. sometimes getting out of bed and, and doing your curtains is is a tough yeah. call so to almost minimize yeah. this feeling this yeah. real tangible emotion that somebody who's living with a mental illness might be living with mm. and brushing it off by saying well just be more positive mm. I found really difficult. Which is why I was almost uh, very important to talk to you about it today. Yeah. Because there is almost this expectation that just turning it off, just turning, turning yeah. it on, yeah. just being more positive. Yeah. And yet you'll have people who are unwell yeah. going, I really wish I could, but I can't. Yeah. So what, do you, what are your feelings on toxic you know, and positivity?
1: <sighs> well, do you know, I think um, it's a deep subject because I don't think anyone's intending... I would hope that those people are intending to give something that they feel is of value. Um, And if I stay in that place, it's probably a good place to be. (laughs) But in terms of helping someone that's genuine, so giving advice to people, I I, I think the best way of doing anything is to explain where you've been and what you've done. And if people connect with that, that's great, Mm. which is why I'm very open with everything because I'm not... First aid trained. I'm not a psychologist. I've got a pretty good grip on some things, but I could be wrong, right? So for me, you know, I've been there where I've wanted to lay in bed all day. I've been there where you know I I don't know what grief looks like, but mm-hmm. it feels pretty much like it, you know. And I think there's a lot of labels out there. The bottom line is, and I, and I feel toxic, um, positive toxicity or toxic positivity um, on 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 socials it can sometimes be geared around the wrong um, outcomes. So that person's probably doing it potentially to get likes mm-hmm. or followers or whatever. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. I think when you meet someone and you talk to someone or you see someone and you've, and you're into a place where you feel, you can feel authenticity, Amen. I yeah, right? Yeah. You can feel someone's happiness. And you can feel that. And if someone's not in that place, and you see their their or their videos, or whatever it is, you, they are finding their own journey. Mm. They are going, and, and you know, I've I've I will, I'm, I've done stuff where I thought this might help someone, and I've not really come at it from the place of authenticity. Uh, my intentions were good, but they probably weren't. They, it probably wasn't the, the greatest piece of advice, if if that mm. makes sense. But I do, I do think. That one of the things our bra- our brain's so powerful. Like, I guess, it right, is. twenty years ago, I, if you would have said to me twenty years ago, Danny, oh by the way, you can sit in this room with a lady called Danny talking about all of these different things, I'd have gone, you're effing joking, <laughs> no way. You know, I was debt ridden. I was bloody, you know, I had a great job, but I was spending money two weeks into the month that I didn't have. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, as much as I was earn- earning, it was going out the other side. And I, I was really not. Aware of who I really was because my, the way I was coping with things led me to being further down. So drugs, for example, mm. alcohol, the things that are obvious. You know when you see on the films when something shits happened, what do they do? They go to the cabinet, they get the glass out, they pour the whiskey. You know, like that's Suddenly, that's it's all right now. You yeah, know, yeah, exactly. it's not. Exactly. It just feels twice as bad the next yeah, day, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And I think what I realised is in the last 10 years, for sure, I mean, I've had psychotherapy, therapy, all sorts of things. I've realised that my mind is the muscle that I need to, to, to train, mm. to invest in, you know, because that keeps me fit. It keeps me thinking in a certain way. So, you know, I think years ago, 10 years ago, I feel like I said, oh, yeah, if I was talking to somebody, i said, yeah, you know, I have therapy. I'd have gone... Ooh, they're a bit unstable.
0: <laughs> Everyone should have therapy, by the way. Everyone, Man. it's brilliant.
1: And but uh, you know, but is there a positive toxic or a toxic positivity around that? Mm. Is it because now it's fashionable? I don't know. For me, having done it and talked to someone, two therapists now who have been amazing, nothing short of amazing, actually, in, in being able to ask me questions, because a lot of what you don't know is locked away in you yes, right? yes. and actually it only comes out in great conversations mm-hmm. so if you, if you haven't well, I am very lucky my wife is she asks great questions um, and she's a great communicator in that area when we're we really in the moment of those conversations but going to a place where that person doesn't know you at all and, and it is safe and you're able to talk and uh, things come out of that and you're like wow didn't yeah. that was it Jesus yeah. Christ. That's been hidden for yeah, a while. Absolutely. Yep. I and mean, it but it all makes sense, right? Mm. And it leads you to a, a really positive place. But I think, you know, I think we're in a dangerous world with social media. I think there's two there's a, a amazing insights and inspiration that I've took from social media, but there's also a lot of indirect bullying. Yeah. There's there's racism. Yep. Um which you know are we publicising it too much? Because um, these idiots, these Neanderthals probably get their kicks from the publicity and, and we're given that but why shouldn't we raise the awareness because it's absolutely Id- idiotic that this sort of stuff's going on still today but you've also got stuff that's very negative you know, news is a is a very very um, depending on who's who's head of these stations or these networks, depends on what they want to put out there, so everything's in, in a layer of perception that's put across in a way that that person's in control of. So, you know, they're making people, you are being made to think a certain way. Yep. Yeah. So you got to be really careful which bus yeah. you're on, you yeah. know, we we which, which journey, which yeah, 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 you're yeah. following. So follow people that give you that energy, that good energy. You will spot authenticity a mile away. You know, um, trust your intuition on your socials. Because if you turn four hours a day of screen time, into four hours a day of being inspired or learning, it's you know, it's even better than what I did in the early days of listening to CDs. Yeah. You know, you it's you in your hand all the time, you can stick your earphones on and for ten minutes you can listen to a, a really good person who's got the same values and beliefs in life listen you know you're like well I can do this
0: yeah you one know. of my most powerful books I ever read was The Miracle Morning by How yeah. They yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually Matt I've got to say it changed my life it yeah. did it changed my life and life then happened to me and again like you mentioned things happen you kind of develop these negative coping mechanisms and you fall off or you stop investing in yourself which is exactly you know what happened when i kind of after about two years and there are different circumstances for everybody as to why these things happen but i remember that time and i hark back to that time of being one of the most enlightening times of my life other than having my children and getting married and all that stuff for self development and for yeah. personal development, it was the most to the point where I was preaching. I bought the book for everybody I knew. You know, myself. Yeah, in my circle, <laughs> you know, buying this <laughs> book. You've got to read this; it's amazing. Yeah. And we'd go out for drinks, and we would talk about the book and yeah. how powerful it was. And we'd send each other selfies of us meditating at six in the morning. You know, I think because it was a group collective of positive, and it was beautiful. Because
1: that energy is yeah. That, do you know there's so much about like people go to festivals and you oh, go yeah, to events. <laughs> yeah. You know, because what you get at these places is you get a like-minded crowd, nice. an audience. And that's why it's such a good vibe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Engineer, yes. So I can imagine
0: that. Oh, it's amazing. It was. And like, we're massive festival goers. And my husband and I are looking for this euphoric moment at our festivals. the it's, it's the perfect song, the perfect moment, the perfect weather. You look around, everyone's got their hands in the air. Yeah, I love that and you're movie. just there. That brings it's, tears to us. I, I tell me about it. Like, the most, one of the most powerful moments yeah. ever. And, you know, I talk about music a lot on these podcasts, but... Music, and you talked about
1: music at the mm. beginning. Very, very, very powerful mm. medium for emotion. Oh, massively! Cool. You know, welling up now, <laughs> now because you do. Like, like, it I think mean it moves you like nothing else yeah. because it gives you those thoughts about where you were at a particular time. time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's a pretty incredible uh, thing, isn't it? It
0: is. Yeah. So, I suppose in terms of like the, the the more positive you are, and I now know you a bit more. You know, this yeah. is the first time you and I have had a really, really in depth conversation. Yeah, yet I've seen you and have said hello many 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 times but i feel as if i've really got to know you during this half an hour of our chat um and i think i know what the next answer is going to be but when those negative things do happen you talked about building a business and having a team and things like that do you go back to those tools that you now have as as part of your arsenal to kind of reaffirm your feelings to get back on track
1: so a year ago no longer i just over a year ago May, June, June, July last year. Mm. When you work in a small town, you have small minds. And that's not disrespectful to the town. I love St. Nitz. I've mm. lived there all my life. And I love many of the people here as well. I've got so many good friends in the area. When you split this business up, that was a pretty big decision because, mm. you know, you, ultimately you've got people within that p- particular business that are going to be affected by it. So Joanne and I were very mature about it, help a Gemma and who goes with who. It's like a parent. Yeah, yeah. Split up amicably. So oh, like, well, you take this person because you work together well and I'll go with, the, you know, and we'll give them the choices, you know, and they, it all happened naturally and, and in a really good way. About a month after it all happened, we'd done a video and just wanted to explain to our clients why we'd done it because otherwise all sorts of things could be said and then they were apparently I was having an affair with Joe, oh wow that's why we split the business up we got caught and I was kicked out of the house for three <laughs> weeks and all sorts of things but these things were coming back via people we knew wow so this was me a year ago like whoa and then it's like people in Bohemia people that I know and they're not even talking to me about it because they probably believed it, right? And you're going, whoa, shit, what do you do about this? You know, honesty is, like, one of my top values. And, like, so I pride myself on that, you know. And Mel knows everything I've done wrong in, in, our, <laughs> in our life. And yeah. uh, so this came out as a complete curveball because... The pandemic was going on. Mm-hmm. There was enough challenges with that from Yes, let's break it up a business. With something that I really got on well with, was a challenge. And the next thing you know, Joanne and I are like, what the hell is going on? Mm. You know, both of us. Like she cracked a joke, she goes, uh sent me a message actually and she said uh, you wish, you know, that's her, <laughs> her wit. Because she is very, very funny. And um, but this was going around and it, and it, I've I've even still heard people that I've talked to about it, like I am with you, I said, yeah, 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 I heard. You know? I didn't hear to say that. No, 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 but do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, yeah, so yeah. to answer your question, what, mm-hmm. how do you handle that shit? Because you can't control it, right? No. You can't control what a hairdresser's saying to your friend's mum. hmm You can't control that. So I just told my mum and dad, I told, we told my in-laws, and we said, look, this is what we're going through at the moment. And um, got a good friend over, I said, what do you do? Because it kind of... I'm going to go into massive detail, but when you centre it back and people tell you who told them and stuff, it starts being fun. Funnel, together. And it's like, whoa, really? Would they say that and make that up? And you think, well, maybe, maybe not. But anyway, you can't control it.
0: Yeah.
1: Focus on what you can control. Use it as energy. Use it as fuel, right? Because this was like the biggest insult that I could ever have. So I thought, well, do you know what? I've, I've always put out there what I am. I know I ain't perfect, right? Mm. Talk to you about drugs. Yeah. Didn't really ever see myself when I was 18 going out and taking drugs, if mm. I'm being honest. But I did. Mm. Have I learned from it? Yep. yep. I like a drink. You know, and so on and so forth. I am not perfect. a human being. I'm a human, human. I'm a human yeah, being, right? I'm not like anybody else. But I take my mindset seriously. Mm. So the tools that I'd learned came massively into play. And instead of reacting, we responded. Amen, you preach. So Jeff, a good yes. friend of mine, Jeff, quick shout-out to Jeff. said, Jeff, I need your advice. What do we do? We had him over for a coffee. Like, we kind of think we know where it's will come from, and it's just like a, a competitive advantage, which is unbelievable, right, that someone would want to go and do these, th- throw these grenades out there. And you're like, well, oh, look, it is what it is. He said, look, being talked about, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, he goes... Just carry on being you. Yeah. He guess it's working, yeah, isn't it? Don't and I'm like, you know what? Him. You're right, man. And it was like a coffee over and done with boom moved on. And we've had our best year since. And I'll tell you why we've had our best year, because as a as a couple, we are closer than we've ever been. Yeah. As a family unit, as a collective of people around me, my circle's never been smaller, tighter. Because you start to check in with who can I be really like honest with yeah. now, you know? And you kind of take that as a pinch of salt now and you kind of like bring it on. So actually the challenges now are more like, come on then. Yeah let's have some more. Yeah, bring it. Now years ago, I would have crumbled and I would have slid into victim, which would have been, why are you saying that? What's this? I'd have been calling people out and being mm-hmm. really defensive mm-hmm. and everything else. Look, let's be honest, it's been made up by someone. That person I really feel for. Yeah, yeah. Man, oh, to want to go down that route. Yes. You need some help, yeah, right? And here's the wrong. number of someone yeah. that you can talk to. <laughs> so <laughs> now the the perception. So if you are. How do you take that negativity? Because fucking negativity. Most days, most weeks, whether it's a person in the business or a client or someone wants to have a pop at you or whatever. You know, honestly, in the same period, I had someone's dad calling me names that you wouldn't want to be described because he got a misunderstanding next day he's and my apologising because mm. he had a drunken rant on me on a yeah. text and you're like
0: well is there anything else yeah. you yeah.
1: want to kind of throw around there you mm. know but actually what it did is it's built my resilience and you're stable and I was totally yeah. totally and I think when I look back and I look back at the last year and a half of what's been a bloody challenge would I want to change any of it not even that because it's taught me and it's the same with my brother i can't stop the fact that he died but i can decide how i live and off the back of it it's made me lead a better life because of the challenge so if anyone's listening to this and that you're hit hard by some of the stuff that's been going on right now drop me a message the simple tool is for you. use it use this emotion this because Positivity and negativity are emotions, Mm -hmm. and you can choose which direction you want to invest it. And it is invest it, right? It's a minute of your life, a minute of your time. If you want it to be an hour, a day, a week, a year, a month, whatever, that's your choice. But if you can use it to help you and focus on the things that you can control, you'll end up feeling better. It's never gonna, there's no such thing as perfect. Mm There's no perfect life out there. And if you think there is, then you're going to be disappointed. Amen. So, yeah, I hope that answers your oh, question.
0: It's just, seriously, it's so nice to hear you talking about the things that you have control over. Yeah. Because I love that. I absolutely love that. I remember a couple of months on LinkedIn, and maybe last year on LinkedIn, you get into these very um, important conversations. Yeah but very opinionated conversation. Yes. And I remember one guy and he was trolling everybody. I mean, he oh. was, was an absolute nightmare. And again, like you said, I don't, and bearing in mind, I work in the mental health space. So yeah. I couldn't understand that this type of character being in the same space that we occupy. And that in it itself was a disappointment to me. But that, you know, that's another story. And I remember him challenging me, but challenging me to just react. Yeah. And in the end, I remember before I blocked him, um, I remember saying to him on, on the LinkedIn thread that, I do not answer to this kind of questioning. It's not the platform. Mm. And therefore, I won't be engaging. And I'm blocking you. And I blocked him. I mean, yeah. I didn't get a response or anything. I didn't... Because I refused to enter Absolutely. into that conversation. I remember some of my colleagues or some... You know, well ...mentors and, and people on, and associates that I know on LinkedIn come back and say, oh, you kind of put him in his place. Mm. I didn't argue. There was no profanity is necessary. I just protected my space. And I think that we need to fulfil... And that, you know that legacy of protecting yourself, yeah. and making those choices that work for you. So hearing you talk about your space, you know, and, Man, it's and it's investing like, honestly, is it's phenomenal. It's
1: invest that time. You know, they say never argue with an idiot. or Something like yeah, that. Yeah, They bring you down, down and beat you with experience. <laughs> yes, they do because yeah. they just they go out there to try. What trials? Yeah. First of all, they're hiding their fucking name. <laughs> I mean, talk about weak as piss. Yeah. You yeah. know, sorry, sorry, I shouldn't swear. That's no, fine. But if you've got to hide your identity, what is that actually saying to you really as a person? What is that saying to you as a person? If you're someone that hides your identity, what is that telling you as an individual? No matter what you say to anybody else, to hurt anybody else, what are you actually saying to yourself? Look in the bloody mirror. You're wanting to be, um, what's the word, anonymous. Mm. While you're spewing profanity and so what are you scared of giving your opinion
0: are you scared Mm.
1: of letting people know who you are but i don't think that
0: And no disrespect but i don't think that people who behave that way have the capacity for understanding for thinking like that which is why they do it and again this is I, i suppose coming from a position that i that i am in what i do for a living is once you reach that level of understanding about people and the way in which they react I see. I don't see the bad in people. I know that sounds really no. awful, but I'm no. always kind of like they behave in a way, and like, my first thought is, "What's, what's happened to you yeah, what's ha- for you to behave that? that way?" Don't get me wrong. I still true. have the, the the you know yeah. the annoyance and the anger and all of those things, and I will you know call them out as much as anybody
1: will. But I do often
0: think, you know, what's gone on for you
1: to yeah. back to make well, you
0: behave in that
1: way? And that is exactly how I think we need to sometimes take a step back and consider that because. How else can you justify it,
0: yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> but that's my whole point. Yeah. If we just rant back, and, yeah, then you kind of join into this conversation. Like you said, you can't argue if stupid or you can't argue with yeah. an idiot. And I agree with those, but what's going on for you? So yeah. I just remove that. Like you yeah. said earlier, remove yourself from Ta- it. Come away. Because it's not serving me. No. And so if it's not serving me, I, rem- I will remove myself from that.
1: And in reverse, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. And I know that. And People that's okay, People do not yeah? want to hear from me, l- talk to me, listen to me. And do you know what? I accept now that I'm not. You can't please everybody all the time. I've tried that, it didn't work, and I ended up being unhappy. Yeah. So I'm just going to be me. Yeah, do and you? And that is it.
0: Do you, do you Matt?
1: Absolutely. Do you? Because you're doing
0: an absolutely freaking amazing okay. job. And I love watching you on on your on your stories and i love the message that you put out there and i think that we get what we put out into the world right so so. thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you today i've really enjoyed it and me and if anyone wants to find i know you mentioned earlier if people want to reach out but please do give people some information about where they can find you
1: yeah okay so On Facebook, I've got the Matt Giggs Personal Power Group, which is a little closed group, about a 1,000 people, and I just share some bits in there, which is normally, again, the positive affirmational stuff. I'm on Instagram or LinkedIn, and um, Instagram tends to just be me dumping whatever and whenever, (laughs) and then on LinkedIn, it's a bit more of a professional capacity, as you probably know. But, yeah, just reach out. I mean, you know, I love these things because I think, you know, I've got a lot of admiration for what you do as well and I've thank watched you. you do your thing and, and you you walk around with this lovely energy so keep doing what you're doing thank as you, well my
0: lovely, I will, I will and thank you so much and if you're listening I'll put all of the um, details into the bio but otherwise thank you very much for joining the show again okay.
1: You've been listening to the It Is What It Is podcast presented by Danielle Bridge and produced by Defresh Productions